you're tuned in to Good Girls Behaving Badly. You talk about everything with your close friends, right? Well, so do we. Listen to us discuss everything from media and pop culture to relationships and dating. What do you want to chat about? Well, it's not going to work. Now that I know we're being recorded. <laughs> Hey guys, this is Sydney. I'm Shanae. And how was your weekend? I I feel like I had a pleasant weekend. Mm-hmm. Friday I was with you. Yeah. Saturday did some errands, <clears throat> but I really <coughs> oh excuse me. I really spent most of the day at my mom's house. Mm-hmm. She was babysitting that little devil of mine that oh. I love. <laughs> She's so sweet. Huh. Not last <laughs> night. Not last night. Can I tell y'all? We figured out what was wrong. She had a slight tummy ache. And you too, you can't articulate that. We yeah. figured it out once that demon passed. Because honey, <laughs> felt like I had the Lysol spray the time. I was like, oh, mom's over bad that. Like, it was like, girl. But that's why she had an attitude. Her stomach yeah. was hurting. But it was this one point in time. She has this little toy that plays music. Mm-hmm. So I pressed the button that plays the uh, uh, one of the little songs. Mm-hmm. And I was singing the song. She looked at me and pressed the button to stop. <laughs> and just looked at me. And I said... <laughs> I just looked at her and I was like, so... I was like, well... Am I getting on your nerves? <laughs> and she nodded, yeah. Oh and then I said, I was like, she don't know what you're saying. I said, yes, she does. <laughs> She's smart. So I said, so what do you want me to do? And she went, shh. Oh, oh my God. They can't see your hand. So like she did a closed girl. mouth yeah. hand movement and went, shh. <laughs> and then I started laughing. I said, do you want me to be quiet? And she nodded, yes. <laughs> she was tired. <laughs> my, t- my feelings was hurt <laughs> by a two-year-old they don't be knowing oh i think they don't have do. well they don't have filters you know so they really say what's on their mind when it's on their mind well i felt like i was being bullied last <laughs> night and then today in church she was all nice her stomach ache was gone i know i know <laughs> i feel like her tummy was hurting <laughs> and so that's probably why she was like, sh- you know, she was concentrating on passing that demon. Mm-hmm. But anyway, that was my weekend in church, and we were doing some work, new stuff coming, mm-hmm. and that was it. Okay. Um, my weekend, like you said, together, we were together Friday, Saturday, I had a chapter meeting, then I went to see Little. That was cute. I went with my mom. And then today, I saw Captain Marvel. Um, and other than that, I was like switching clothes, like putting my sweaters away in the basement and bringing out um, the springier and summier, summery <laughs> clothes. Um, mm-hmm. So that was it for the most part. Kind of a chill weekend because Lord knows next weekend. Whew, it's a busy one. Yeah. But, <laughs> so I was just kind of um, chilling this weekend overall. So what's going on in media? <clears throat> well... Start with just updates. We've been talking about Nipsey Hussle in this past week. Mm-hmm. It was his service. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought it was a beautiful service. Mm-hmm. I did watch most of it okay. until I reached a wall where I could not watch it anymore. Well, look, I was at work, so I watched all the five minutes, and I was like, mm, I can't do this. Like, because people start walking my does, and I'm like, they see me. Well, they didn't see me, but I'm like, they about to see me getting tired. I was crying. So I, was like, uh-uh, I wasn't even this. like. 
Nas got watery, and then yeah. like, you know, when it got to just some of the family members speaking, mm-hmm. I just could not. Yeah. No. Um, his brother that took me out. The children took me down. Mm-hmm. Lauren, I mean, just all of them. Just everyone had such. It was too much for me, and yeah. it, honestly, and I still didn't think I didn't think I would be so emotional by yeah, this. Yeah, well, it's because you can but empathize and empathize, and it's such a painful process. And like, I was the when I was feeling uh about is not only do you put yourself in their shoes, but ideally, you know, when it comes to death, we know one day it'll happen, but yeah. we don't think about it outside of to me like cancer being old mm-hmm. we don't think about stuff like this or like cars and just like just oh, stuff yeah. that you just don't see coming yeah. but it happens and, yeah. and, and and no we don't and i don't think you should live your life thinking literally i could die today i mean yeah. that you you know yeah. that's not good anxiety. right but the the thing is is you don't know we don't know how long our time is and it's mm-hmm. scary and so i get it no one should harp on it i certainly don't but sometimes when things happen or when you see grief and stuff like that, it to me it just brings back to for me what's most important for me in my life. Yeah. And that's not for me that's not work. Mm-hmm. I enjoy my work, but that's not what's most important. most important for me is my family, my friends mm-hmm. and stuff like that. And so mm-hmm. it can just put things in perspective. And yeah. you don't want stuff like this to happen to, to put it in perspective. It, yeah. But it does because you're in your natural schedule of life, you're in mm-hmm. your natural you know, get up, go to work, da, da, da. so you're not always thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And so I try, I put forth an effort to think about that sometimes. Yeah. I want to get pissed about something. It's like, it's not worth it. If I'm feeling, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just, it was a beautiful service. Mm-hmm. Um, but I definitely was emotional. No, I was like, ooh, I got to turn this off. That's why I can only do five minutes. And like, other than that, like I saw a couple clips because people were posting it, of course. But I, yeah. I was like, I can't do this sitting at work. Like, yeah. It's just not doable. But it was a beautiful service, mm-hmm. and he was definitely loved. Um, moving on um, to other news, mm-hmm. Wendy Williams files for divorce. Wow. Right. Mm-hmm. So this comes after, you know, the cheating allegations and saying, you know, that she just had a baby, his mistress had a baby. Yeah. Um, she's never confirmed that. That's the reason why, and I right. do wonder when the show is on, because like you are your own hot topic. You kind of to me have to talk about it, yeah. and I wonder if she will and how will she talk about it? Yeah, because just weeks ago they were all we're fine, we happy, you know what I mean? And, yeah, yeah. And so, most people, when she said that like she was in rehab and stuff, most people were saying that they do think you know the whole situation with her husband. Um, and his mistress is what caused her to kind of like fall off the wagon. And I don't know, it could be true, it may not be true, but her now, you know, saying that they're getting divorced, it kind of like... It makes it feel like like, it's true because she's filing for divorce and been married for a very long time. Mm -hmm. Moving on to happy news, Beyonce, Netflix, boom. Yes, this week, right? Yep. This week... I'm excited because that's my telework day, so I can be home, comfortable, looking at emails, watching the homecoming documentary. <laughs> um, so it's basically a documentary of her Coachella journey, which we saw already. But which, I mean, it don't hurt to see the actual. Well, we see the behind up. the scenes right. and the practice and rehearsal. I think I enjoy the documentary even more because I was there. <laughs> I saw. I synced it. 
And it was breathe her air. <laughs> we were close. Oh my gosh. Okay. Mm-mm-mm. Her nephew was like right in front of us. He was. Okay. We was like Jules. Okay. <laughs> He's so cute. We were right there. <laughs> so that comes out this week, and I know everybody will be watching and talking about it. Uh, what's uh, what else I'm gonna talk about? Oh, Kodak Black. Really, really, uh, really briefly. Uh, really briefly. Uh-huh. <laughs> so he made some comments mm-hmm. um, regarding Lauren saying that basically he said that like he was going to holler after a period of time. Uh, yeah, Do some good deeds and be like him and then holler. So, so the internet didn't like that. Celebrities, several celebrities didn't like that. And then it became this whole, I feel like, debate mm-hmm. about not only what he said, mm-hmm. but the whole idea of now it seems like people are speaking out about him. Mm-hmm. You know, he does have you know, rape allegations against yeah, him. Yeah, like the candle. And he's canceled. talked poorly about other women in the industry. Mm-hmm. And As have some of the men that called him out, but you know. Girl, sip it. <laughs> and so... I was reading this like think piece, and sometimes I like think pieces because mm-hmm. they. I'm like, ah, that's something new. Mm-hmm. Where it's talking about once again, men are only wanting to to defend a certain type of woman. This woman who's like a mother and a rider, but not like well, they want to defend a woman when it has something to do with someone that they respect, a man well, when they, they respect, respect yeah. and that she's in a mother kind of wife role. Mm-hmm. But they won't defend. They won't call him out when he made those comments towards like young men, mm-hmm. or when it was like Kiki Palmer and her skin color. Mm-hmm. Like you don't do, you don't say anything about that. You don't say mm-hmm. anything about the rape allegations, mm-hmm. but because is Lauren London and that was Nipsey's person mm-hmm. and they had kids together and now you want to do that but I was and I thought that was interesting and a valid point mm-hmm. but I was going to say like you said some of the men who were speaking out the most have done very disrespectful things to women Yeah. so yeah <laughs> like I said I really feel like they only called him out because it was in relation to Nipsey I don't think it really had anything to actually do with Lauren. It only had to do something with Lauren because of Nipsey. If it wasn't him, they wouldn't have called him out and they would have went on about their lives. Because the thing is, if they wanted to cancel Kodak Black for saying problematic or doing problematic things, he would have been canceled a long time ago. Mm-hmm. So they only want to protect women when it's in relation to their niggas. Isn't that a mouthful? <laughs> Moving on, Georgetown University um, vote in favor of a slavery reparations free fee. So basically, the students voted that it would increase tuition by $27.20 per semester to create a fund that would benefit the descendants of the 272 uh, slaves sold to pay off the Georgetown um, debt. So I thought that was... Amazing. I thought that was dope that the students, because that is a PWI. Right. And so I thought it was cool that the students mm-hmm. took the increase mm-hmm. to do that. Yeah, white guilt in our favor. Oh, jeez, man. <laughs> <laughs> well. I mean, facts are facts. She said it again, didn't she? Huh? <laughs> well, that was a mouthful. <laughs> 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 Like, hey, okay. that's going to come down to you sometimes. 
Um, and I just want to do an honorable mention to Dwayne Wade. Yes. As his basketball jersey is rising in the sky. Yes. <laughs> um, now, look, I'm not a huge basketball person. Mm-hmm. I do know how the game works, so mm-hmm. don't think I don't know how it works. Mm-hmm. I do know how. Mm-hmm. I typically like players based off of their who they're married to. Yeah. And I love Gabrielle Union. <laughs> so I love Dwayne Wade. Yeah. Don't ask me about his records. <laughs> don't Dwayne ask- has always been one of my top five. Good to know. Yeah. So. Don't ask me about his rating. I don't care. <laughs> He's a basketball player. Seems like he does well. Yeah. You know, he yeah. loves his wife. He loves his kids. Yeah. That's enough for me. <laughs> That's enough. Yeah. And he's going out like he's not a bum. Like, so it's like he's going out, <clears throat> like, riding high. It's been like a celebration pretty much, you know, all season. So... I think it's the right way to go out. It's fun. It's exciting to see. Like, because um, I don't even know some people that have, like, gone to the games to try to get a jersey signed or, like, have even traveled to go to a game mm-hmm. to try to get a jersey signed. Like, so it's just been a really exciting season to see him, like, you know, go His out. His final farewell. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think he's going to, like, one last ride or something like mm-hmm. that. And our last story is a local story about D.C. residents mm-hmm. <clears throat> that particular corner where it was like a, uh, a T-Mobile store they always play music. I think and, it was Boost Mobile. Yeah, Boost Mobile. Yeah. Um, and, you know, basically <clears throat> they complained to T-Mobile's corporate office about the noise. And this really, it goes after what's happening in a lot of cities across this uh, country Mm -hmm. where new people are moving in and wanting Mm -hmm. to change the natural flow and culture of the area. Mm -hmm. When, to me, if you're opting in to move in those areas, then you opt fully in and that's what it is. Mm -hmm. So they did like a protest where it was like, so many people playing the loudest, loudest of go-go. T-Mobile's like CEO president spoke out and said that the music will continue to play yeah. and that they'll work with the yeah, residents. So like, that was kind of a yeah. Oh well unpopular we'll opinion. I don't think it was actually ever about the go go music. It was just about the volume. But I mean that's why I feel like when you move places, go during the day. Go around the time kids get out of school because then you can really see how it would be to live there. But I think it just brings kind of up the thing of this with. is how it's been. This is oh, how. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I feel like it, it brings up a broader issue of what mm-hmm. specifically people of color are feeling as people others come move in. Others move into their area and yeah. try to like dictate how stuff is. Because allegedly there's another, I forgot what the story is, down the street that also said they play music relatively loud. Um, but yeah, I don't ever think it was actually about the type of music. I no. Wrong, but. I'm not sure it's about the music, but I think it's just, it's the constant of others moving into space yeah. 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 that is not theirs and now and wanted to change, to change it. it and put it to some standard they think is acceptable and it's right. like go somewhere else Yeah, yeah. and I'm happy to say that and I stand by that Yeah. anyway that is my last yeah that's all I got anything you Mm-mm. read or Co- saw this was Coachella weekend Last year we were out there. Oh no, did we go weekend? No, we did go weekend. We went the first weekend. So, yeah, we were this time last year. We were there. Yeah. Maybe be back next year. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I need to see the rumors of who's because honestly this year's selection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Well, me, see, and I think we kind of got spoiled because you don't usually know who it is in advance. And when we went, it just so happened at the year before. But Beyonce outside of pregnant. Beyonce, mm-hmm. there were several there artists I people. wanted to see. Yeah. This year's lineup was like, eh. Yeah. So that's all. Answered. It was just a, eh. <laughs> Overall, even though she ain't coming back again, right. certainly not the year after she just shut it down. Right. But I still felt like overall, I was like, eh. Mm-hmm. I honestly, all I looked at was the headlines. I didn't look at the rest. I mean, I there are a couple of them, but it was just like not as much as the year we went, where there were several artists that we wanted to that see. I wanted, you know, that yeah. we wanted to see while we were there. Yeah. However, Coachella is fun, and I feel like if you can swing it, because it ain't cheap, Lord knows. But if you can swing <laughs> it, certainly try it out and go. It's yeah. definitely a fun experience. Yeah, it's fun. The clothes alone is like a sight to see. Okay. <laughs> What are you wearing? <laughs> Only at Coachella. It's like you can get away with wearing something. What else. they consider festival attire, like let's talk about it. But it, so what they consider festival attire was not comfortable for being out in the middle of the desert. Like, I don't either. I would have been chased. They had up. like thong like, bathing suits and chaps. It's hot. <laughs> what you wearing chaps for? <laughs> okay, that's like literally yeah. like. I would have been all kinds of chafed up if I would have dressed like that. Okay. And I, it yeah. was already, I was sore already for being out there. A lot oh. of dust in places that I wouldn't want dust. <laughs> Seriously. They pretty much naked down there. I get it. It's hot. It is warm. It is, but. But it's mm-hmm. a lot. <laughs> so. But it's totally appropriate to wear. Yeah, it is. It's, it is. it's the, the culture of the event. Yeah. So wear your chaps, <laughs> wear your leather pants. <laughs> Right. And keep yeah. yourself cool. Yeah. But hopefully, I, like, I'm just betting on hopefully Rihanna being one of the headliners next year. She got to release some dang western music. I know. I know. But we'll see. Because they never announce who until January. They don't, but they always have rumors, and the rumors typically pan out. Mm-hmm. So I'm just like, but with her music, it's like, well, she, I we think know she it's supposed to be this gonna, year, yeah. but it's like, when? I up. feel like it's going to be late spring, early summer. Is when she'll drop, but tickets go on sale around like the Memorial pre-sale. Day weekend. Yeah, pre-sale go on sale Memorial Day weekend, but that's around the time that I think she'll drop music. Well, so. drop on because <laughs> I mean, it's been years. Yeah, she didn't focus on other stuff. Well, cool, but <laughs> the Navy is ready for you to lock in. I think she just announced they' about to do Fenty like athletic wear or something. They just gonna keep adding to the brand. So, or Fenty hair, one or the other. I can't remember. It was some hair, but hair products. I'm about to say like, like hair is no girl. I'm about to say what? Like, I'm buying it. <laughs> like hair and skin products. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actual like not beauty as far as makeup, but like to wash your face, lotion, blah blah. Extending the brand. So we'll see. But she's been focused on that, so she ain't been focused on music. But we know she's supposed to drop something this year, so. Hopefully. Mm. But we had a question of the week. Um, would you rather have more time or have more money? Um, so wise advice said time with time I can get the money I need. Um, finding my crown underscore said time. Headshot1906 said time. Time is money. Big fella 1906 said time. Reese P said time. I'm already rich. Excuse me. <laughs> Um, oh snap! Ashes here too. Said I'll be the oddball and say money. 
most of us don't make the most of the time we have. Factual. Lucrative. Lucrative's Eddie said more time. So, Shanae, what you choosing? Actually, my first thought was money because I could save time if you got money to handle certain things. You True. feel me? True. Because, like, if I had money to uh, for sh- a chef and a chauffeur <laughs> and housekeeping, you know, mm-hmm. like a maid service mm-hmm. and all the stuff I spend my time doing, had an assistant to go run my errands, mm-hmm. I'd have more time to do to what do I want. True. Uh, so True. that's why I said money. True. Money would solve some of my time problems because I wouldn't have to deal with it. I'd pay somebody else to deal with it. That's and true. And then I would have more time to do what I want. If you give me more time, that's cool too. <laughs> right. But I still gotta drive myself places mm-hmm. and cook my food. So mm-hmm. like, I don't know. I'm gonna go yeah. with money. Yeah, at first I wanted to say time because, you know, with scheduling for me, it's like, I'll be like, I just need an extra hour in the day. But... I, w- I do think money, because a lot of the things that I fill up my time to do is to pay off these loans. So, <laughs> if I had the money to pay off these loans, then my schedule wouldn't have to be as busy because I wouldn't be booked and busy as much as I am, to be completely honest. You could I do more whatever you wanted to do because yeah. financially you wouldn't have to worry about nothing. Right. Exactly. So, I'm going with the money. <laughs> exactly. All right. So, did you watch the finale of This Is a yeah, but I feel like it's old to talk about. Okay, no, I did watch it, <laughs> and um, I'm definitely curious with the end. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm happy to see that Randall and Beth are still, excuse me, still together in that mm-hmm. flash forward. Mm-hmm. They're still married, still mm-hmm. happy. Mm-hmm. Um, so they figured out how to make it work. Yeah, I'm curious with Kevin because in the flash forward he has a kid and he's still young yeah. so he had a kid later mm-hmm. yeah because he looked about what seven eight yeah that's what I was so saying. he had a kid later so I wonder mm-hmm. yeah because yeah because they grown really old yeah. Beth and Randall well, not really old but, but you can see that Gray that's true their daughter is a grown woman she has a job mm-hmm. that's true so it's you know what I mean oh uh, so yeah he did wait so he waited a little bit longer than and well the other thing I thought is that kid looked straight up white so it couldn't have been with which McComb well we, she moved out well yeah but I mean you never know they could get back together no I, I believe so. that she was done that she didn't really want kids and yeah, I think well, yeah. I think he was foolish to think he wanted to give that up. Yeah. And I am... And waiting for her to change, her potentially change her mind. That's yeah. not a guarantee. You shouldn't even put yourself in that situation. Nope. You should um, not. <clears throat> so I just wondered that. Mm-hmm. <coughs> and then, obviously, you know, the Kate, Toby, it's like, um, there's no echo about the kid. Right. So that's one thing. And Kate's not there. Which and which I told you about thought about that. She yeah. kinda can't be there because it's in her contract. In her contract she's supposed to lose weight. Yeah. They can't do flash forwards if they can't make you look that skinny. No. <laughs> yeah. If her weight is still her present day. Yeah. They can't really do that. And that's why I think she's not on the flash forwards. Mm-hmm. However, we're missing that so we don't like clearly it seems like they're not together, mm-hmm. but I do want about their son. Yeah. So 
They, I mean, this is the type of show. Well, that's why I feel like the son is still, you know, good, alive and okay. But they might have gotten a divorce because I think that's why it was like the thank you for coming kind of thing. Because technically he's not family family. Right, right. And then <clears throat> we saw, <coughs> sorry y'all, we saw the mom and then mm-hmm. Nikki was around. So mm-hmm. then he comes back around the picture, which is cool. Yeah. The thing about this show is this show could literally be on forever. Because of the flash forwards and flashbacks. Years. Yeah. This show could be on for twenty this would be another Grey's Anatomy. I was just about to say this is going I see it being because like that. Because now you be watching this is us with our kids. Facts <laughs> because <laughs> you have their star point. Yeah. Right? Where they started and it was like turning thirty Five or something. Mm -hmm. We have all that pride that we did not see. Mm -hmm. And then you have the parents' lives. Mm -hmm. Because they do flashback in their lives. Mm -hmm. Then you have the future. And then as their kids get older, they can get their own segment. So, Mm -hmm. like, this show could be on. This could be, like, as the world turns. Like, literally, it could just... Because there's so many ways you can flip the story. We can... We can reverse 10 years, and then we can go 30 years, and we can go back five years. There's so many ways. Mm -hmm. But, I mean... Yeah. It was, a, you know, it was solid. Mm-hmm. Um, the only other show we've talked about, so I'll give you guys kind of a ending of it, um, was Married at First Sight ended. Was it gay? No. So that's what I was say. So they ended and they had the reunion. Um, two couples stayed together. One of the black couples and then one of the white couples. The, the white couple that stayed together had the annoying husband, but hey, it works for them. He's just not my cup of tea at all. But they get along fine or whatever. Um, and then the couple that they both went to Lincoln, but at different times. This is the first time I've ever seen the wife wanted to stay together. Like she said, she in the little finale thing, she said she didn't want a divorce, but he said he did. So then they got a divorce. But that was the first time I've ever seen one person say yes and the other person say no. So then at the reunion, they were talking about it and he was like, basically saying they he wanted to stay friends or maybe they date later and she was like no you divorced me like it's not gonna work like that no we're never gonna date again blah blah whatever um so i don't know i feel like the story for them two isn't over even though they chose to get a divorce and then the other couple where the guy said that um he was disgusted the first time they kissed so it was some tea basically they were using kiss as a code word for have sex because well that don't that's not don't, that's not better i know but <clears throat> because they he told his wife not to say it because he didn't want it to be on tv um he didn't want people to know they was having sex blah blah whatever um so what happened was they had sex and then he said i was appalled you disgust me i said well that's like 10 times worse them being kissed and then him saying that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the whole season, every time they talked about kissing, it was actually them having sex. So I wouldn't keep having sex with someone Right. And so who had that type of energy and towards so, me. What then also came out is after the you discuss me, I feel dead inside, he asked her, Do you think I'm gay? So that was and that was on the honeymoon he asked her that. And so then her, Are you? So listen, then her cousin was texting her because like of course, you know, if I get married at first sight, as soon as y'all find out homeboy name, y'all about to go like see, like go and find his Instagram and stuff like that. So that's what her family was doing. So while she was on the honeymoon, her cousin was like sending her screenshots of his Facebook. And his Facebook said that he was interested in men and that he was in a relationship with a man or whatever. So she asked him about that. 
he said it was a joke from high school um and he just never changed it until she kept making a big deal and then he changed it to interested in men and women because then he was like well since you keep making a big deal i'm gonna add to the joke or whatever he, right, uh, right, right. But so she was like, but this a combination of all that just made her question his sexuality. And she's like, just be honest with me. Like, we are strangers that got married. Just be upfront and honest with me. And then he was like, if I was gay, I wouldn't have a problem saying it. I have gay friends, blah, blah. And so she was like, well, don't you think then making your profile say that as a joke is kind of mocking your friends? Like, don't you think that's kind of rude? And like, he even kind of got into it with the guy that was questioning them. So it was just a lot of mess, but she didn't already started dating somebody else since the show ended and she's happy or whatever. And what he said was he realized after being on the show that there was a lot that he didn't know about himself and that um, he realized that he was not ready to be married. You know what? These extras got to do a better job. <laughs> no, I'm not playing. I don't, yeah. I mean, what, what did he really say that really made y'all think? Cause if I was the other girl, I'd be pissed. I'd be like, yeah. look, I put this on the line and y'all find me some chump mm-hmm. yeah. well the DC version y'all Sydney gonna be on it I mean we don't know that fingers I'm crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed and I'll be but if I get chosen I wouldn't be able to tell y'all until it airs anyway I'll be the sassy friend who gives her commentary <laughs> and like, that's I don't, know, I don't know about them <laughs> I don't like his aura <laughs> But so. um so yeah, the show's over. Charlotte starts airing in June. Um, because they were taping and so they air in June. We'll see what happens after that. Um, but yeah, so that was Married at First Sight. So Do we know if our people watch Married at First Sight? Well, I've actually talked to people and they was like, Oh, this is the show you be talking about on the show. So they don't watch it, but they enjoy me talking about it. So I always wonder I'd be because I feel like what shows do y'all watch? Because then I feel like we could try to talk about stuff y'all watch. Or you watch what we watch. <laughs> Good. Mm-hmm. You feel me? Yeah. Because, like, didn't y'all watch Housewives? I would love to talk about Housewives. I've but told I you to talk about it if you No, watch it. it's not fun. You don't watch it. You don't watch Married at First Sight. But I time. do. But I I have before. Okay. So I, and I, I used to watch to Housewives. It. No, but you haven't watched it in, in a minute. And <laughs> things have changed. Like... You don't even, you know what I mean? And I watch all of them. You only watched, did you watch all of them? No. See? <laughs> so it's hard. Like, oh. You can still talk about it. No. This is the way that I talk about the show and I explain to you the characters. I'm going to talk about the show I want to talk about. Just like you talk about the show you want to talk about. I can't. Because you don't give me the energy because you haven't seen it. Okay. You feel me? Mm-hmm. Like, I just, I have to save those conversations for my coworker because <laughs> Her and I have the same reality TV taste. Mm-hmm. And we have chats like every day. And I just want that type of energy. Like, you can't give it to me because I got to explain it to you. And then, two, you know, you're not as shady as me. So it's like, <laughs> you wouldn't, you know what I mean? You wouldn't have the same like shady remarks I would say, <laughs> like my coworker says. Mm-hmm. You know? Okay. It's fine. Okay. <laughs> Do y'all watch. Any of the if, if my audience watches it, will you talk about it then? I still want someone to talk back to me, <laughs> but I just want to know does anyone watch Housewives? Any of them? Because I watch all of them. <laughs> Do you watch any of them? So I know, need me getting on my nerves. That's what I've been hearing. She's a like, monster. Everyone that even loved her in the beginning, they're no. like, no. Nah. This season, well, like as far as the audience, they like this mm-hmm, season. I can't get with too you. much. Yeah. 
she's always been extra mm-hmm. and I've always loved her horrible moments. Mm-hmm. But this season, to me, it was too much. Crossing Granted, she had a lot going on. Her husband was going through cancer. Yeah. So I know that was a part of it. But some of her interactions with the women, it was too much. And like, even with the reunion, part two comes on at night. Mm-hmm. Part one, she was so nasty. Like, and not even like they started with her. Like, from the start, mm-hmm. just rude and just, yeah. oh, it's so mm-hmm. ugly. Yeah. Ooh, I would hate to be that old still acting that way. Yes, I did. Well, that's what people were saying. They like you would think that she would have grown out of some of this, but 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 it just seemed like it's gotten worse. But that's just it. Age doesn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Facts. And wisdom. I went to a conference, mm-hmm. and she said something that was so like. Mm. She said, "Wisdom is nothing but time plus mistakes." Mm-hmm. Um. Um. She's like, plus the thought of learning from it. Facts. Yeah. That's wisdom. She's yeah. like, so when people get older, or she's talking about the workplace house, sometimes, you know, you got the boomers. They may not really have wisdom mm-hmm. because they, that, that last learning element mm-hmm. was gone. Yeah. And I mean, I believe like the universe will continue to put you through the same situations until you learn from it and change Agreed. your behavior. So I feel like. Which I didn't learn. <laughs> so I feel like when it comes to her and her temperament, it's just like. And don't you be tired of being so mad all the time? Yeah. She's just so mad. Like, ooh. Yeah. I, that's why I wonder. I'm like, do she go to therapy? Because it might just be, it might not even be the people around her. It might Maybe be something she's dealing with and it comes out, you know, really negatively. Because I don't like it. I mean. <laughs> and I, I don't even watch the show, but I don't like it. She was it. getting my nerves. Like, the reunions are, f- like, you know, reunion, you get people get the hash stuff out and you want to see it, but she was just so it was like on much. 10 for mm-hmm. no, like, no one's even coming at her. Well, I, you know, it's just like, ooh, <laughs> I, you know what? I want Bravo to bring back the People's Couch. Mm-hmm. I would be perfect for that show. Mm-hmm. I watch a lot of Bravo TV. <laughs> and honestly, Bring it back, Andy, and put me on it. Where I sit on the couch with popcorn, giving my commentary mm-hmm. as I watch the show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or at least let me be at the reunion. Because sometimes Andy don't hit it. Uh-huh. He don't be hitting them questions right. <laughs> like, you gotta be like, uh uh-uh, uh, wait, wait. No, 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 no. no. Because you said that. So why did you say it? Like, you know what I mean? They're like, I didn't say that. No, 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 no. Yes, you did. I need him to. You know That's what I mean? how I feel like the guy at the um, Married at First Sight reunion was. That's why I was like, I'm loving it. Because he's like, no, you didn't answer my question. I, that's what I want. Sometimes, <laughs> and sometimes Andy gives that to me. And sometimes... He don't push far enough. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the house will be like, "Well, that's enough, Andy. Uh, I'm the boss. It ain't enough till I say it's enough." Andy <laughs> is though. Like yeah. he's a big part of it. It's like, no, you're yeah. on a contract. You're on the show. Thanks. Answer the question. <laughs> so sometimes he push, and sometimes I'm like, he don't push hard enough he for me. Back, yeah. He'd be like, "All right, moving on." It's like, no, don't move on. Grill her. Mm-hmm. And that's what I wanted to see. But yeah. part two, and then there's a part three. So maybe she'll be grilled uh, later. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, these are the moments when I'm like, maybe I don't want to be a housewife. Because when it's very like, it's too much of my private business. I don't like all that. True. And um, as much as I can throw a shady remark, um, it's not my natural makeup mark makeup the way they behave on the regular. Like yeah. I just don't. Well, some people that all have the been fodder, I'll just be like, oh. they feel like they feel that way until they get in it, and then they like it's almost like you get 
peer pressured or encouraged amongst the others to behave that way. I'm sure you do. You wouldn't normally behave that way. I'm sure you do. It's it's TV, it's entertainment. Mm Um, you got people over here yelling, so in you production. Like yeah. But I be sitting there eating my grapes. Y'all ain't gonna ruin my brunch. Too many, <laughs> too many food sessions are ruined with uh-uh. them. <laughs> I'm still eating. <laughs> like I'll join this conversation. I'm done. Like, <laughs> or it don't have nothing to do with me, and I won't. Right. Because right. that's that's what they do all the time. Like it don't have nothing to do with you. Why mm-hmm. are you talking? Yeah. And I'm a big person of minding your business. Mm-hmm. So I probably would get fired after like season one because <laughs> like, I wasn't enough drama. Yeah, I wasn't enough drama, or I didn't like engage enough with because they'll keep going back and forth. Or and you, did, well, you would have to be a best friend or a close. I would be a friend of the show. Yeah, because I wouldn't bring enough drama. Like if someone's going back and forth with me, like I ain't gonna sit there and keep talking about your wig shifting. <laughs> I said what I said. You keep talking. Sarah, can I get that mimosa? Because you're not going to ruin my brunch again. <laughs> like, they keep just going back and forth where I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I, I don't. And we're done. And scene. I'm not going to keep keep talking. I'm just going to sit here. Mm-hmm. So, I don't know. Yeah. We'll see. <laughs> All right. So, today, our topic is imposter syndrome and also kind of the opposite of imposter syndrome. We'll describe that once we get there. But we want to talk about imposter syndrome because... Um, this is something that I didn't know is that imposter syndrome like disproportionately affects women, especially uh, minority women, um, because we're not usually put in a position of power. So then when we are, we're like, oh, am I supposed to be here or am I not supposed to be here? So and I know I've dealt with imposter syndrome, you know, before. And so I felt like we could talk about it here today. So if you never heard of the term imposter syndrome, it's basically when you maybe like get a promotion or you're given like a level of achievement and you feel like that you're not deserving of being in that position or like you haven't earned um, being in that position. And so it's like you're scared that you're going to fail. You're scared that um, you may lose, you know, whatever you achieved because you feel like you're not worthy almost even if you are. So Shanae, have you ever dealt with imposter syndrome? Mm. So. <laughs> I'm thinking. I mean, not yet. We'll put. I don't think. I. I'm like. Part of me's like, yeah, but I'm like, well, I'm not sure if that counts. Mm-hmm. I think. For me, I. I feel very secure, at least with the, because I. I kind of attaches to like. My career, the imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. And like, I'm that girl. You feel me? <laughs> when it comes to my career, mm-hmm. I have a very high confidence because like, I know my skill level and I know I'm good at this stuff. Mm-hmm. So typically, I don't feel like, how did I get in this position or da 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 da. Because I'm looking, because she has a, a chart that yeah, she I shared. shared. I felt like it would be good to have a reference. Point. Yeah. Um, and like, definitely. I do have the perfectionism, so that's a part of it. That's why I'm like, I do have elements of it because I do have a fear of failure. Mm -hmm. I don't want to fail. And I do like things to be perfect and right. Mm -hmm. Um, So so that can be a struggle. Mm -hmm. On one hand, I chose a career where perfectionism is like... Applauded. Applauded. (laughs) Yeah. So I chose the right career that goes with my issues. But... So then, yeah, I've dealt with it. Mm-hmm. My need for things to be perfect and flawless, especially as an event planner, mm-hmm. perfect event production, perfect 
food and and your attention to detail is like a one all the time. Mm-hmm. That can put a lot of pressure on you. That can put you in a a mental space. So mm-hmm. I feel like that I've dealt with it in certain certain moments. Mm-hmm. I think overall I don't really deal with it because I feel like I'm not in charge enough. You feel me? <laughs> I feel like I could do a lot more. Uh-huh. But I've I've had those feelings before. I feel like I've even had it with like the podcast because people will be like, look at how much you've done and blah, blah. And I'm like, man, I'm just a regular, regular. For sure. <laughs> um, for sure. And I mean, it's true. We have done a lot. It's we about to reach our th- third, three-year mark. And it's like we have put in a lot of work to grow it to where it is. But even still, when like people congratulate us, I'd be like, I'm just a you know regular person just talking for fun. Like it doesn't seem like I'm worthy of people's praise. You know what I mean? I agree. I've definitely had moments with our podcasts and things that we've done over the years, and mm-hmm. you you know we have people like, oh, I love you guys. Mm-hmm. You guys are like my friends. Yes. And it's like really. <laughs> You like, which is like, it's like a good, really like. Yeah. You wanna be friends with me? <laughs> um, or people think we're so popping, and I'd be like, we were so not, <laughs> because we have like these other goals that we haven't reached yeah, yet. So yeah, sometimes it's yeah. like we're so not even there yet. So I do get that. Yeah. But we appreciate the love, though. Yeah, of course, of course, of course. I know, like for me at work, because I'm always, I'm such a like. I don't want to say background player, but like I'm a team player to the point of like when someone recognizes me for doing something, I'm like, well, you know, I was just being like, I was just playing this role, and I know you even said you like, well, no, you made it happen. I was like, well, I was just doing my part in the job, <laughs> like yeah, I downplayed do it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? There's my therapist talks about like, um, there is a such thing as being too humble and you're not like yeah, I wrote a blog post about just that. not acknowledging yeah. the good things you do and you can do mm-hmm. so I feel like sometimes when you do that I'm like no that was like when you got your um when your job got the marketing yeah and they were like you know great job Cindy you're like well no no great <laughs> job Cindy <laughs> take that take that <laughs> that's you mm-hmm. you did well <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know. A lot of times I'm just like, well, that's part of my job description. What should I set me to do? (laughs) Doing your job Mm -hmm. and doing your job and being like excellent at it Mm -hmm. are two different things. Because you could do your job. The bare minimum, yeah. You can meet the marks. Yeah, that's true. But you have done things that have been past that. Mm -hmm. And your colleague or you know you be awarded or your colleagues or they speak highly of you mm-hmm. you're being excellent that's not just mm-hmm. doing your job that's true plenty of people just do their job right but are you excellent at your job mm-hmm. right that's two different things it's funny because like i'm working on accepting compliments and i think like last week it was like two or three compliments amongst my friends and they was like look at sydney like i was like y'all don't have to hype it up because then y'all make me self-conscious about accepting the compliment so I'm like, don't. Why? <laughs> don't why, why, not, why, why not? Why is it weird? Because like, I accepted the compliment, which is a step. So let's just leave it there. Like, well, don't acknowledge it. Acknowledge it in growth. <laughs> and that's another compliment. <laughs> See, that's when it's like, all right. And so why not say thank you? Because I have been working on it. It's too much. Why? <laughs> I don't like, look. I took a step. Don't. Don't. <laughs> 
Don't push it. Why not be like, thank you? Because mm-hmm. I've been working. Y'all know I've been working on this. Mm-hmm. Why is it hard for it's you? It's like, just let me do it and don't recognize. Why do you think it was it was tricky for you to like accept compliments anyway? Because I've had issues with that before myself. I don't, because half the time I just be like, that's regular to me. It's not nothing special. So it's just like, okay. And it's just weird, especially because you know me, I'm not the center of attention type person. So it's just like, oh, yeah, thank you. Like, okay. Next person. Maybe <laughs> you have really high expectations because you're saying you feel like it's normal. Maybe so. I don't know. You know what I mean? Because yeah. my thought is maybe you don't see it as like a big deal. A big deal when yeah. for most people, that's an accomplishment. That's a, well, you know what? I've dealt with that. When I bought the house. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And everyone was sending me congrats and stuff like that. It started, I started to feel uncomfortable by it. Because mm-hmm. I was like, I don't feel like I'm doing some noble Deed. task mm-hmm. or like I'm doing something so wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I ended up getting an argument with one of my friends about it. Oh, Lord. Because <laughs> I was not accepting <laughs> their compliments of it, like, you're dope, da 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 da. Like, yeah. I was like, no, we're all dope. <laughs> so, like, you I, shot down for your shine. I do sometimes. Yeah. Because sometimes, for me, I've gotten a lot better. But there's a point in time where it made me feel uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. I'm, I do know why, but we, that's none of y'all business. <laughs> we ain't there yet. I'm not doing all that. <laughs> um, but it was a struggle for me to accept compliments. Because for me, it really relates back to my perfectionism. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like it's perfect. So when people mm-hmm. call me, I'm like, it's not, it's not worth it. It wasn't mm-hmm. right. It wasn't in my mind, 100%, which for me, it's, they'll never be 100%. My expectations of myself are ridiculously unrealistic. Mm-hmm. And I know that and I'm mm-hmm. working on adjusting them because mm-hmm. I can't meet them. Mm-hmm. People can't meet the expectations I have. Right. 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 Maybe that's why I'm single. Uh, I mean, it could play a part. No, because I feel like I be I tried. You tried once, <laughs> um, and so just because it didn't work out the one time you tried, but that was mean- a lot. Okay, so that don't mean that your trying went in vain. That could have been a step in the right direction, girl. We got to step in another direction. <laughs> but all I'm saying is. Imposter syndrome. But I also wanted to talk about like the opposite of imposter syndrome. So I don't know if there's a term for it, but it's like Google. Why you talk? Yeah, but it's like when people that are put in positions of power that don't deserve it, and it's like um, you know you earned this because of you know who you know or because of nepotism, you know whatever. (laughs) And so you may have been put in that position. And you actually are not worthy of it. Or you put yourself in a position or put yourself up to be something that you didn't earn. Um, and, you know, you may get called out on it. So that is called the Dunning-Kruger effect. Dunning-Kruger. Interesting. Okay. That is true. It's real. This is the false belief that we know more than we do. Typically, mm. real experts underestimate their level of expertise while people with low ability Overestimated, so it is real. Mm, Dunning Kruger effect Dunning is what Kruger. they're called, is and what so, that is, right? Interesting, so it's real, yeah. And I mean, we've seen examples of it 
you know, in celebrities and people we know, it's just like they try to blow up themselves to be something that they're not. And it's like, for me, I feel like at a point it'll catch up to you. Um, you could try to uh, portray yourself to be, you know, this person that has all this skill or all this knowledge. And eventually it'll show that you don't. Um, now, does that mean that you'll lose the position of power that you've been put in or the job that you've been given? Not necessarily, <clears throat> but at some point it'll show that you didn't know what you were doing. Because that's like when someone asks me to do something, I'm always honest. Like, I may be able to figure it out, but no, that might not be something I've done before. I'll say it straight up. Others, they'll be like, oh, yeah, I can do it, blah, blah. <clears throat> and then got to go figure out how to do it. And when they, pre they what they produce may be piss poor. And so it's like, I'd rather personally be upfront. Like, this may not be my, you know, I may not be an expert at this, but am I willing to go learn how to do it so I can, you know, do it to the best of my ability? Yeah. But I do think there are a lot of people that, and I think, um, they, some people, I think they just like to put on for show. They just want to try to be something that they're not for others. Um, and try to, you know, portray this level of skill that they haven't acquired and they haven't earned the recognition that they think they deserve. I was doing a quick reading of it and there were, I was read this quote, the miscalibration um, of the incompetency stems from an error about the self. So basically they're saying like um, something in them and their perception of themselves mm -hmm. is, I don't want to say false, but not reality. We'll put it that way. And we okay. know that people's perception is their is reality. Their reality. Yeah. Um, that's very interesting. So do you feel like sometimes people hype themselves up too much for doing something that's like small or like regular, regular? Because I do. Um, I guess it depends. Give me, you know, like examples. What's an example? Um, I don't know, but like, let's say, I, I don't have an example. Okay. <laughs> I don't have an example without calling anybody. <laughs> let's ooh, put it that way. Ooh, <laughs> ooh, call them out. No, I'm not. Ooh, um, ooh. but I do feel like I know people. I don't. You just may not know people that they portray themselves to be something that they're just not. And I know them, and so I know I'm like, you have not earned this title or earned this um, portray yeah. that you give yourself. Yes. But um, they just like to show people that they're that. And it's like, for example, some people, they'll put all this stuff out, and I'm like, I know you in real life. We ain't. I think the, the you thing grow, is, I think. You live in somebody's basement. <laughs> but you want to show up. I think social media made that worse, right? Mm -hmm. Without it, nobody would really know. Mm -hmm. Social media created a space to have the, the Dunning-Kruger mm -hmm. effect. Mm -hmm. effect because it's easy to portray something and it's that easy to have an elevated self sense of self sense of self mm -hmm. or with your skill set in particular mm -hmm. about what you can do and, and where you are mm -hmm. um i think i won't say something so <laughs> I, I, personally, <laughs> I think a way to combat that mm -hmm. to me obviously therapy but that's therapy for imposter syndrome as well yeah but really, I think it can really start with self, of being really honest with yourself. Mm -hmm. 
even with the ugliness. Mm-hmm. And you could be honest and say, you know what? I am trying to like perpetrate a little bit. Why am I doing that? Because some people get to feel the like root that'll of hype it. them up and that'll give them the results that they were looking for. But I'm like, nah, bro. Be honest with yourself and with others. I believe hard work if and you like, consistency mm-hmm. gets you where you want to go. True. And I think sometimes people lack the patience to get there. Like, yeah. like if you just started designing clothes. And you putting them on Instagram. Please don't call yourself something that you're not. Because it could look a hot dang on mess. And what I don't call you out because I know them seams pulling apart. I can see it. What if they think they're good though? Like for people but, who really think. Because we're talking about the opposite of imposter syndrome. Yeah. So when people really genuinely think that. Like mm-hmm. there they are some people mm-hmm. who are not. Who are who know they faking. There are people who know they faking. Mm-hmm. But there's some people who really think <laughs> mm-hmm. they're there. So what do you say to that? Because to me, if you address it, mm-hmm. and they're already, man, they may not be a person who could take criticism anyway, so right. that's already a thing. Right. But they think, like, you don't believe in them, or you're not being supportive. Mm-hmm. When you're literally like, not no, I'm not. I'm not trying. I'm not not trying to be. You know what I mean. I'm not trying to not be supportive, but like you are not there yet. Well, that's why I kind of approach people from a level of support because you know I be supporting sometimes too much. But it's like I show my support in what they're doing and give criticism at the same time. It'd be like, oh, this shirt is popping, but I may have preferred it in this color, or I may have preferred it in this fabric. Like, I'm I'm going to support, but I'm also going to give you my feedback. Especially if I'm giving you money, you're going to take this to your feedback. Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> but my, my advice always is, like, if you're just starting something, like, let's go with the fashion designer um, example. If you just starting, you should have a mentor or a mentee that can, not a mentee, a mentor or someone guiding you and being like, okay, maybe you didn't do the scene perfectly. Because it's like, you are just starting up and be honest about that and say, look, I'm just trying to start something. I want to grow, blah, blah. And I think people will even support you more because they see that you're starting up and you're trying to get somewhere bigger. Um, and I'll be willing to, you know, support even more because you're being honest with your audience. And I think, I think honestly, when you're honest and open with your audience, and we've even seen this, they're more receptive to you, um, and they are more willing to. They more, they feel like they have invested in you because you're open with them. If you're not open, I feel like people are less willing to do that. True, but how do you tell someone? Well, that's why I say I always come from a place of support. So. So I'll, you're saying you start like a yes, no, yes. Right. Start so like, something good, for example, and then you bring in if your If they pencil. have a blog or even people, I know a bunch of people that have podcasts, they'll release a podcast and they like, oh, listen to this. I'll listen to it and I'll be like, I like that y'all talked about this topic. I like, like the length was perfect, but I feel like this one little thing could be tweaked in the future. Like, that's how I give. So, it's like, I'm supporting. I'm doing what you asked me to do. I subscribed. I read your blog. Or I subscribed to your podcast and I listened. I'm, I'm like, I'm supporting. But I'm also, as a supportive person, going to give you my feedback on what I think can make you better. I'm not going to sit here and watch you crash and burn. Well, I guess that means you just, I think anytime you're doing anything, work, personal life, um, as long as the message is delivered, Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. we're all going to hear criticism. And yeah. I think it's not always fun to hear like, oh, I think that could be better. However, yeah. I think that's when it comes to like really having an honest self and be like, you know what? 
That's not a bad idea. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? But I always do ask first. I'm like, are you open to feedback? Oftentimes, though, when people are like dropping a new blog post or a new podcast, they say, you know, let me know what you think. And I let them know what I think. But you know, sometimes people don't really mean that. Well, don't say, let me know what you think. <laughs> don't say that. Because <laughs> I'm going to let you know. Um, and my, I may not let you know in a public forum. I may like text you and say, but I'm going to let you know because you've asked me to. Now, if you don't want feedback, then cool. I'm going to let you keep doing what you do and let you, like, learn on your own. Um, but I'm if you have solicited that feedback or said that you're open to feedback, then I'm going to give you this here feedback. It's Because it's like I'm supporting, so I have more investment to give you feedback. Or if I'm not supporting for a particular reason and I'm cool with you, then I have, to me, I have a responsibility to tell you why I'm not supporting because maybe I don't want to buy your jeans for $200 because I think that's too much. And so it's like, I'm going to be honest with you, like, girl, I want to support you, but your jeans don't come my size. Sorry, honey. Like, I'm going to be honest with why I'm not supporting you, especially if we're cool. If we're not cool, then I'm just going to go about my day and not support. You know what I mean? But um, if we're friendly, then I feel like it's my responsibility to be um, open and honest with you. That's just me. All right. How well, do you tell people if you feel like there's something that they can do better? Do you just not tell them or? I mean, I definitely will. Um, I'll give feedback. Um, most of the time I'll ask mm-hmm. before like, do you want to know my thoughts? Mm-hmm. Depending on the person, I'll just give my thoughts because we're at a place where it don't matter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm always careful about my delivery because I feel like criticism is not the um, easiest thing to receive, even if it's constructive. It's never, like, yeah. fun. Mm-hmm. So I try to be really mindful of how I deliver it. Mm-hmm. And I always try to give a solution. Because mm-hmm. I'm also, I'm really solution-based. Mm-hmm. Don't tell me it was whack. Tell mm-hmm. me how to make it better then. Mm-hmm. Give me a suggestion. Not saying I follow it, but an example. So it's like, mm-hmm. I think, you know... Like you just said with the t-shirts, I think that'd be greater in this type of fabric. Mm-hmm. Don't just say I don't like the t-shirt fabric. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean? you're giving an example. So I think yeah. to make the criticism constructive is not just saying what you didn't like or what you didn't care for, but giving a suggestion to enhance it. So yeah. that's for me when I give feedback to someone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, you know, I like. I always start off with positive because I think that's a good way to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, I like this, but have you thought about doing this? Because I think this could give you more sales or I think this can reach more people or yeah. I think this will broaden your audience mm-hmm. and just that's how I like to do it right. when I'm giving feedback mm-hmm. um, and that's frankly how I like to receive it because yeah. I think it's about the delivery mm-hmm. and delivery can make a lot of things better Agreed. good and bad Agreed. in any type of conversation um, but the person also has to be open because I feel yeah. like yeah. you gotta acknowledge that you know, don't act like your shish don't stink. Yeah. So you got to be able to take it. And, like, it's not always fun, Mm-mm. but you need to be able to take it and not act like a two-year-old when you receive it. Right. And even if you don't like how they're delivering it, you can say, you know what, I understand you're trying to be helpful, but your delivery is not... It's off. Your delivery for me is not working. Yeah. You can say that. Yeah. You can say, I'm losing the message by your delivery. Mm-hmm. You can say that to people. Mm-hmm. 
Mm-hmm. If that's not how I like to receive messages, you can say that. And that's not, and that's not you being like, I'm not open to it. You're, the way you're speaking to me, I can't be open right now. You right. know what I mean? Like, right. And that you have a right to say that if someone's mm-hmm. not addressing you the way you don't want to be addressed. I agree. I um, agree. But my, because I always think like if you're starting a business or you do something that's on me in public eye, like people that you ain't don't know will eventually criticize you. So I yeah. do think you have to like be prepared to for sure. Not eat, not only take it, but be receptive to it. Be receptive um, to the feedback. You want strangers to support whatever you're doing, so you do have to be receptive to them because they're your audience. So you want to be there to like serve them. And frankly, like sometimes it stings. We get that. Yeah, like yeah. sometimes it's like Oof. it's life. Yeah. Sometimes it does sting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It really does, mm-hmm. but you can own that. All right, that hurt a little. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And you don't have to say that in front of them. You could do a private like. That's stuff. Mm-hmm. You don't have to tell them that stuff. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? But you can have a moment to say, all right, that was a little oof. Right. And, and, and deal with it and shake it off. Because mm-hmm. not sometimes it do sting. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. anyway, I, I wanted to just get back to the imposter syndrome okay. before we close those. Mm-hmm. And just to give some methods of how to combat it. Because mm-hmm. I've been reading this art. You know, I was scanning this article. Mm-hmm. And one way is to celebrate your success and they suggest having a success journal Mm. confidence journal each day record the successes you had and how they came about Mm -hmm. and they're saying even if it's small write it down if you feel like a success you felt good about it write Mm -hmm. it down Mm -hmm. and they also talked about um finding a mentor a coach a therapy Mm -hmm. to just kind of help work your way through it Mm -hmm. and then they often talk about just to change the way you speak Um, take the self doubt out of the way you speak Mm -hmm. and so I think those are good um, tips good small tips Mm -hmm. and they they said that imposter syndrome means you're it means you're actually achieving something if you're feeling that way like oh how am I here most likely you've actually done something great so it's just more of Getting you to where your skill set is and acknowledging that I did do well. Right. You know, I, I am proficient in this field or I do, I am excellent at this. Mm-hmm. Now, if you got the opposite. I was just about to say, because I feel like also people that are put in positions when they don't have the skill level, they could also think, well, how am I here? <laughs> if you're the opposite of it. Right. And you really, because they talk about. You know, really doing self-evaluations. If you're the opposite and you're doing an honest self-evaluation, mm-hmm. then you will be able to acknowledge that, you know what? I got here, but I kind of don't know everything I need to be here. Because yeah. there's a moment to fix that, I think. Yeah. In, in the technical classes. skill yeah. area of, yeah. okay, I'm in a place where I kind of don't know, but I'm here and I want to do well. So I'm going to do the work I need to, to yeah. catch up or yeah. to learn. Yeah, put in that But I think both requires being honest. So if you're mm-hmm. the opposite of the imposter syndrome, it's probably tougher for you to be honest with yourself because you already have this thought. You already Facts. elevated it anyway. Facts. But if you have the same thing, if you had a therapist or a friend or a mentor and that you could take the feedback and really think about it, then I'm sure you could get out of that as well. Yeah. Yeah. For both sides of the coin. Mm-hmm. That's true. That's true. I like those tips. But I also, this con- my last tip I learned at a conference, 
Um, they just talk about celebrating your success and your failures. So, mm-hmm. like, when you mess up, still celebrate that you messed yeah, up. Yeah, because you need failures to get success. you were trying something new. Yeah. There's always a lesson. There's a lesson in success and failure. So, mm-hmm. if you fail at something, it's still a success because you learn something and that will, you can apply that mm-hmm. to be better tomorrow. That's why, like, I feel like it's always important to, even when you fail, take notes about why you failed. Because now, all that means is you've learned a way not to do it for next time. And don't beat yourself up. Facts. The bigger point. Facts. And that's why I was just this whole, like, celebrate that you fail because you tried something. Mm-hmm. And there's a lesson there. Mm-hmm. And learning is good. So, celebrate yeah. the fact that you're learning. Yeah. I agree. I agree. So, guys, let us know if you've ever dealt with imposter syndrome or even the opposite. That would be even more interesting because I feel like way less people would admit to dealing with the opposite. So give us your feedback. If you ever have any questions, if you have anonymous stories or topic suggestions that you would like to share with us, email us goodgirlsbehavingbadly at gmail.com. Keep up with our Instagram and our social media, Twitter, Facebook, all that throughout the week, even IGTV. We have some things that we'll be dropping there. Um, keep up with us there. Um, and as always, this is Good Girls Behaving Badly, bringing you the good and the bad of every week.